Hi gorgeous, welcome to episode number 76. I am so excited to have the outstanding Skip Pritchard back today, who by the way was also named by Inc. Magazine as one of the top 100 leadership speakers. So you do not want to miss out. Hi, this is Skip Pritchard. You are listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Well, after learning so much from the earlier episode, I am so excited to have Skip back with us. Um, also, I'm very excited because we are running the Sales Mentality Makeover Masterclass right now, where 20 amazing experts are teaching you spiritual and practical steps, how you can increase your sales and create true wealth without losing your authenticity. So hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, where you find the tab Sales Mentality Makeover Masterclass number three. You can still sign up for the free event we have still a couple days to run and you can get all the knowledge, all the content. So hop on over and do that. And also check out the wonderful episode with Skip, um, episode number 75. And also at christineschlonsky.com, there's a podcast tab where you can listen to all these amazing episodes. And I'm so happy that Skip is back today because he is not just an accomplished CEO, growth-oriented leader and keynote speaker, but he has also a track record of successfully repositioning companies and dramatically improving results while also improving the corporate culture. His views have been featured in various media, including BBC, New York Times, CNN, NPR, Harvard Business Review, Information Today, Entrepreneur, CEO Magazine, and others. I mean, what a list. The Harvard Business Review just recently labeled him as one of the rare social CEOs and a relentless giver. Inc. Magazine lists him as a top 100 leadership speaker and his Leadership Insight blog has won numerous awards. So I'm so excited to have Skip back today and to tune in and go deeper with all the material that he is sharing. Well, thank you so much for being back on the show, Skip. I just can't wait to continue this amazing interview. So people, if you have not yet checked out the episode the skip richard before you need to do that um and then you need to tune into this one because he has shared so many golden nuggets that you cannot miss out welcome back to the show thank you so much for having me you have a great show and i'm always inspired to listening to listening into your guests Thank you so much. So in the, in the last episode, we talked about your entre entrepreneurial blood and that you already started selling your stuff that you created in kindergarten. Um, and what I found really remarkable is the approach of the different schools. So you mentioned in the first, you know, you went then to a private school and the principal all of a sudden had a different point of view of your sales activities. And instead of closing your store, he kind of only pointed the way that you have to sell to him so he can sell it in the official store in the school. So you became a wholesaler as well, which is really amazing. Um, do you think there might be in the school system a little bit of that difference if it's, you know, a private school or a public school that children are raised in a different way when it comes to entrepreneurship? 
I don't think it's necessarily public versus private. I really think it's about the philosophy of leadership. And the leader of one institution was very different than the leader of another. Now, they both have various reasons. I wish as an adult I could ask them what their rationale was. They probably don't even remember it, although they might because it was so unusual. But the, uh, the philosophy that we have, and uh, regardless of where we are in leadership, we have the opportunity to encourage and foster innovation and creativity and entrepreneurship where we have the ability to shut it down. Um, there are many leaders of companies who think that uh, employees should do nothing but serve the organization. That is all they can do in life. And I believe that's the wrong view. I believe that having multiple outlets and multiple different things that you do is actually healthy, inspires creativity, you learn new skills, and it's, it's very valuable. So. I think it was a leadership philosophy between uh, the two of them, but it was a very different approach of um, do I encourage this or not? Now, as a, as a little kid, I, I had no idea what to expect. You know, I was fearful of, of what was going to happen and uh, afraid the second time that it would be shut down. I'm, you know, I'm kind of dragging like, here we go again. You know, I'm losing my opportunity. Um, but it, it does teach you extraordinary things uh, in, in life and to find a way and to find another way. And if, if a door shuts, find a different way around it. Uh, there's always a way to find your path to success. Door will be shut, go to the next door. You know, that's the wonderful thing about uh, selling. And you talk a lot about this and, and, and selling with heart is uh, just keep going. It's, a, it's an odds game. It's a ratio game. And you can get all of these no's and uh, then you finally get the yes that makes the difference. And even getting those no's, I always look at it as extraordinarily valuable. I learn each time that somebody says no, right? I learned when he says, I'm going to shut down your store because I'm trying to understand why are you doing that and what else can I do and is there another way? What can I learn from the no that will make the next one more successful? And I think even as a kid, Learning from that no, I was learning from, well, what mistakes, thinking about the book of mistakes, what mistakes was I making that was encouraging that response? And is there a different way that I could approach it than, uh, than it may be different? So I remember that second time I was explaining to the principal how valuable this jewelry was, how much it was needed, how their needs weren't being met, and that there were uh, presents that they, the, the kids needed for their parents. And this was a wonderful opportunity for them. And uh, I think, you know, he had to have been amused at me, actually. I mean, he just, it, he had to have chuckled and just thought, who are you? Um, and what are you thinking? Um, but what a great lesson it is for us as leaders to look at how are we encouraging uh, others and fostering an environment of creativity and success instead of shutting that down? I mm. think that's a very important lesson. Yeah, and, and I love how you just described how you have developed on, on the way that you have learned from the first experience that you need quite some good arguments. And for the second time, you had them ready. <laughs> and also you were bold enough to open up a new store with a new product and to just retry it in a new environment. And I think often, um, you know, people think, well, you know, I talked to 10 clients and they all said no. 
So my product must not be any good or nobody wants to buy it, which the truth is they just haven't talked to enough people. Um, It's so true, Christine. I would just say um, one of the mistakes in the book, mistake number six, is allowing temporary setbacks to become permanent failures. The most successful people do not allow a temporary setback to stop them. And they look at, well, what is the way forward? Is there, is there a different path? Uh, I, I interviewed Christy Wellington. She's the world's greatest female endurance athlete. She, uh, at, at one point, uh, injured herself. And instead of letting that stop her, she took up swimming. Well, now that she was running and swimming, she took up biking, and that's how she got into being the world's greatest triathlete. Well, she never would have done that, but for this horrible accident that slowed her down and running, so she thought, well, I need to exercise. I'll try something else. The point is, we're not going to allow a setback to become failure. Some, most of us would be like, well, I guess I can't run anymore guess I'll sleep in, (laughs) hit the snooze button, forget it. The most successful people kind of keep redefining that. So um, it's okay to get down. It's okay. We all have emotions. It's okay to be depressed for a little, just don't make it too long, right? Just say, okay, I now need to bounce back. I'm going to I'm going to set a period. I'm going to allow myself to be down for 24 hours maybe, right? And then tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be redetermined. I'm going to reignite this. I'm going to start over. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to listen to a podcast, read something expiring, and I'm going to reset this. I am not going to allow a temporary setback to just stop me in my tracks. If, if you do that, um, you, you're going to be on the failure side of the ledger instead of being on the success side of the ledger. Where you end up is your choice. Just don't let that happen to you. Let it be a learning experience to propel you to greatness. Yes. Oh, so beautifully said. Um, how, how do you deal with rejection today? Can you really just, you know, get it into one ear, maybe ask some feedback and get it out? Or is it something that still bothers you a little bit? How, how do you deal with it? I, I think, first of all, it depends on, the source where it's coming from. And somebody told me, you know, be, be careful. If, if you overreact, sometimes you have to learn how to, uh, to manage that, how to uh, reprogram your self-talk, reprogram the way you're experiencing it. So much of it is based on your unique personality. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain people who will come in with criticism and, you need to ask them more questions because I, I found that some people are coming in as a critic, but their heart, speaking of, you know, you're, you're all about that and, and being with heart, their heart's actually in the right place. They're not really trying to criticize you. They, they're actually there to champion you. They want you to get better. They're, they're actually thinking that the criticism that they gave you, which may sting, is actually helpful. And so I find it very interesting to stop and ask those questions and say, Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, and I also even like to express, you know, oh, that hurt. You know, that I, I'm having an emotional reaction to that. That uh, stung me. I don't quite know why. And, you know, people oftentimes they think, well, you know, you're, you're, the, you're the CEO. You're the boss. You're this. But if you're transparent and authentic and open with them, um, I think that then they're willing to share with you, well, you know, I, here's what I meant by that. And here, here's the way that's coming across. So I've learned it can make me much better 
when I listen to people um, share some of that criticism. But it, you, it does sting. I mean, every, every cr critic that comes out there, you can't just say, oh. But you have to look and say, well, what's the source? You, you said um, on the last call you were talking about, uh, our interview, you were talking about hurting people hurt people. And so sometimes if they're criticizing you and, and sending hurt out, it's actually more about the hurt they're experiencing. I saw this with people that we took in as a family growing up, and some of them were, were really badly physically, sexually, mentally abused. And the criticism, the negativity that would come out was actually nothing to do with you and everything to do with what they had been through. And how small of me and how shallow of me, if I'm focused on myself and that criticism, if I don't take the time to say, I want to talk about you. I, I want to understand what you've been through. And you just have to understand perspective because oftentimes it's really about a need that they have. Or, so maybe they want you to get better. It may be that they're lashing out because of an experience they had and they need to get through that. The, the point is this. We just can't leap to our conclusion based on our experience on what's coming from our eyes. We have to take the time to look at it from all angles, to understand their perspective, to, to listen and, and clarify and understand, and understand not only how it affected us, but understand their heart and what's being affected in them. And, and I have found that is not easy to do, uh, and it takes time. But when you do that, you get much more authentic, deeper, more powerful advice than you ever could if you're just, um, you know, taking the critique and saying, what do you mean? That's crazy. And then you move on. You've missed the magic of that connection point. Oh, I love that. You missed the magic of that connection point. Yeah, like holding the space and really discovering, understanding where this comes from. Um, also, what, what I learned, and I would love to have your perspectives on, on that, especially when it comes to our business. Um, for example, if somebody gives you advice or criticizes you who is not your ideal client, who will never, ever buy from you, how do you handle that? Well, I think it's, it's important to, to put it in perspective. Um, is this good advice? Is there something here or not? Um, you know, Christina, I, you know, you don't want to be judgmental, but you have to understand where people are coming from and, and who they are. Um, I, I've, I've, I've heard people give incredible financial advice to me early on in my life who were financially destitute. And I have to put that in a category. I, I've had people at the gym that I've overheard giving advice to, I, I heard this recently, a very overweight man who was in horrible physical shape was giving specific instructions to a, a young, basically a young bodybuilder type. And I thought to myself, I don't know if that kid is being kind to listen to this man or what, but this is bad advice, right? I mean, you, you have to, and of course he has his own story. It's not like you can't listen to him or learn from him. I'm not saying that, but you have to be careful to, if somebody's bankrupt and you're taking financial advice from them, does that make any sense, right? If somebody has had six business failures in a row 
and can't seem to get anything off the ground, is that who you want to tune in for your main advice on running a business? I, I think we have to be careful to mm. put the voices in uh, that will inspire us of somebody who, who's been there and done that. Now, again, you can learn from their errors. You can learn from their mistakes. You can learn from their failures. I'm a huge believer in that. But if that's all you listen to, then you're not going to get where you want to be, right? So yeah. tune into the people who have overcome, who do know how to do it, who do understand the issues, right? You don't want someone who's uh, been indicted for tax fraud to be giving you tax advice, right? It's not exactly wise. So um, I think it's very careful. If somebody is giving you advice to your business who's not even a customer and not even a prospective customer, you know, you take it with what, what it's worth and you, you don't weigh it too heavily. You, you listen to it and you move on. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because I've found quite often that people get, you know, advice or criticism and then they don't really know what to do with it and they get upset. But when they look on a bigger scale, the criticism or advice came not from their ideal client. Right, and then it, then it's kind of difficult to really pay attention to that because those people will never ever buy from them, right? It's right. If my dad would try to give me business advice, well, he doesn't have any background, and I'm smart enough, you know, to be polite but not to listen because it's not going to help me, right? I go out to people that have the results that I desire to to get orientation um, from them. Right. I, I always look at the person's background. Mm -hmm. I think about their perspective. And then I think about their motivation and their intention. So do they have my best interests at heart? Or is this something for them? You know, s some people are uncomfortable if a friend of theirs is achieving higher and higher levels of success than they are. Mm -hmm. And the way that they try to handle that often is not by saying, how did you get there? I'd like to go up the ladder with you, but I'm more comfortable knocking you down so that we're back here on the ground together and that we're all miserable. So who we're around and what their motivation is, is important. They may not actually say that. They may not actually be aware of that. That might not be part of their awareness and yet it can happen. And so what is their perspective? What is their intention? And uh, another one of the mistakes from my book is about surrounding yourself with the wrong people. This is incredibly important in business. It's not just personal. It's, am I surrounding myself with the people that will take me to where I want to go or not, right? Um, Les Brown says, if you run around with nine losers pretty soon, you'll be the 10th loser, right? Who, who am I around, right? Where do they have me going? It's very important that you don't just think that people are around you and not making a difference on your journey. They're making a huge impact. So those voices, you're the one letting those voices come into your uh, mind. Why? Yeah. I would choose to be around people who are your prospective clients. Listen to them. And then all of a sudden, you know, if you have that piece of advice and it's in your head, you need to actually get it out by going to the people who are in your target market and say, hey, I'm doing a study and I'd love for you to give me some feedback. Uh, could you just help? I don't even care if you buy this. I just would love to, you know, I'm, you're my ideal client. Would you help me? Would you give me some perspective on how does this sound? Most people are happy to help with uh, those types of things if you just ask and then they might actually buy. Yeah, yeah. To I totally agree. 
So do you have a mantra or a quote you like to use for yourself um, to empower you or to, you know, motivate you for the day? Is there anything you could share with the audience? I am a collector of quotes. I collect them. I study them. I read them. I share them daily on my Twitter feed and blog. I, I love to do that. And in fact, my book is set up that at the end of each chapter, the quotes that are from that chapter are, are there clearly. And I've had people quoting them. In fact, uh, one of those quotes is, um, was shared with me just this morning, and it helped motivate this person to start a business. And that is about readiness. And the, the question was, how do I know if I'm ready to, be, to begin this business or in, lose weight or whatever? And in the book, I say this quote, I say, readiness is when your desire is greater than your distraction. Mm. And um, that to me is important because so often, whether we're starting a business or relaunching a business or starting to lose weight or get in shape or become financially independent, are we ready? right? Readiness is when your desire is greater than your distraction. And so if you think of that as a mantra, you want to think about, first of all, what is my desire? Can I make that desire so clear in my mind, so clear in meditation, so clear in my goals? And then what are my distractions? How do I limit them? How do I decrease them? How do I push them to the side so that I'm really ready to, to move forward. Readiness is when your desire is greater than your distraction. Work on both sides of that equation, increasing your desire and reducing your distractions. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so, so much. So again, the amazing book is The Book of Mistakes and the subtitle is Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. Um, and people can find you at skippritchard.com. And I would love to encourage everybody to go have a look, get the book and really support yourself on the success path because you have shared in the book such a dwell of experience that everybody that reads it will have a better life no matter what. <laughs> so thank you so, so much for being on Heart Sales Podcast. I enjoyed the interview immensely. And uh, thanks for sharing all your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. It's a delight to be here. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. You too. It was such an honor and pleasure to talk to Skip about the philosophy of leadership, about his entrepreneurial steps, and it's so wonderful to see all the success he has had from being a relentless giver. I guess what I want to give you or the message I want to make clear today is the more you give, the more you can receive. And you skip is highly successful. I really recommend his book, which is amazing. And it talks about mistakes so that you can become a better version of yourself. And that, you know, the most of the learning will be by mistakes. So don't hesitate. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com. Check out the show notes, the link the, to the resources. The book is called The Book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. 
And Skip has learned from so many different people, from so many different walks of life, that it is just amazing to get that all summed up in those interviews. Make sure you check out interview 75 if you have not yet. Thank you so much for having been here. And also, I just want to remind you, if you have not heard about it right now, it is super, super exciting because the Sales Mentality Makeover Masterclass is going on. There are 20 outstanding world-class leaders, speakers, entrepreneurs who share their wisdom with you, who show you the path they have taken, the mistakes they have made to become the people they are today and to share their success secrets with you. So hop on over to christineschlonsky.com for all the show notes for this podcast episode and as well for the masterclass. All you need to do is check out the tab once you are at christineschlonsky.com and then make sure you have a good read of Skip's amazing book and tune into this podcast plus join the masterclass because it's gonna be on from the 15th of May till the 25th and that is the only period of that class where you can actually join and learn. So thank you so much for having been here. Have an amazing, amazing day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now.